0: Yes, guys, welcome to, I guess, both of our uh, podcasts. So we're just out here in Dubai. um, And Sam and I have done a workout before and connected together before. So we thought, you know, we've got to jump in a studio and just just have a chat so uh for those listening on the elite body performance podcast welcome simon yeah thank you for having me mate it's a uh, long overdue and
1: Fairly, uh yeah yeah it's been a shame we haven't got another podcast another podcast another workout in uh, this time but yeah. unless you want to jump in and do a, a 90k cycle and a 10k run with me
0: um i think i will be yeah <laughs> no, sorry on. sorry i'm busy on now. Then. all right then
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's probably not due but uh it's good to have you back in dubai and uh yeah. next time is uh, that definitely getting locked in
0: but no this you know coming out to dubai it's just awesome to be able to connect with other people and you know just just have some great chats and some great because you know you do it over social media and over you know zoom but it's not quite the same as when you're actually in person talking right so i think this, yeah like i say very very long overdue so how's the life Talk me through dubai mate it's
1: incredible like it's so funny the longer we've spent here the less i would see myself going home yeah. i always saw dubai as a like a two-year three-year maybe four year yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and now i'm like forever mm. <laughs> I, I don't want to say forever but i don't see right now myself going back yeah. but i'm like full transparency i struggle to look five years ten years down the line like yeah. i'm very much we're going in now. the next next three months or yeah. maybe the next year but apart from that but yeah. yeah loving it like you said been able to connect with people like this weekend i was in an event with uh two people who are probably like t- top of their industry absolutely. connecting with amazing people and you can just do that
0: so regularly where i'm from in a nine by five island
1: yeah that just yeah. doesn't happen doesn't
0: happen absolutely uh, no, yeah no too. the it is you know environment dictates performance right mm. and you know every time i come out here i do almost think uh, should i make a move <laughs> you know do you know what? if it weren't for family i'd move tomorrow you know if it weren't for family I'd, i would move tomorrow the the place has just got everything like what more do you want? The gyms are great, the sun, you know, the food is brilliant. Maybe getting a couple kilos, but the food is brilliant, you know, it's just, it's just environment dictates performance. And you know, I was actually on a podcast this morning, it's not just the conversations you have, but just walking down the street, the buildings, the lights, you know, the it just sounds silly, but the architecture, like down to that minute detail, you look at it and you think, I'm so inspired. Like, if this is possible, what else is possible, right? Why, why, why am I just sat
1: here doing this when <laughs> that's possible? I think it just con- constantly stretches imagination, inspiration, vision of what even is possible. Absolutely. Um, I found the big thing being here as well is I'm way more productive. I bet. Not just because of everything around me, but because there's so much to do. Yeah, yeah. whereas back home I would just find myself like a busy fool sometimes, finding stuff to do, like absolutely. I'll move that spreadsheet cell from yeah. there to there, yeah, like yeah, not yeah, actually yeah. doing much. I'm not to do it. Here it's like, I want to go outside, I want to do stuff, I want to connect with people, want to go to a beach club, want to do a cool activity. So I'm like, right, head down, get shit done, and then I'll go enjoy
0: myself. So it's, it that whole phrase of work hard, play hard, it, I find here I can actually do that. You can do it, yeah, mm. absolutely. And at times I guess you would have been procrastinating before, you're now filling with things you enjoy, and i suppose it's freedom that i i think out here you have like especially back in the uk like there's just so many rules there's so many things going on there's you know there's there's a lot of busy foolishness right but i think out here it just seems like there's so much freedom you know and i think mm. as an entrepreneur the one reason i guess a lot of people go down that path is a life of freedom it's a life of running your own schedule it's a life of being able to have more, you know optimal impact and having an opportunity in Dubai to do it is insane. So, I, I actually spoke to my missus and we, we're thinking about maybe doing like a quarter, maybe six you months. You won't go back. <laughs> I, <didn't, laughs> I don't know. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Return flown, cancelled. Yeah. You know what? I was actually going to delay myself. I've got a client shoot back home that I've got to get back for, but if it weren't for that, I would have delayed myself. 100%. Mm.
1: Yeah. You, you know, without a doubt. So, it's so interesting. You said about freedom, what everybody wants. My, like, from a young age, I always thought about what is success. Yeah. Don't know why. But it just yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just always in my head. My definition of success is success freedom. Yeah. But freedom to me has been able to do what I want, when I want, with who I want. 100 million percent. It's funny you say I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I think that's probably why we connect on a yeah. number of different levels. I agree. And we may not have spent a huge amount of time together, but we've yeah. always got along clicked. or clicked. Absolutely. Um, I think so many people go through life not actually the same. Everyone says I want to be successful,
0: but what is success to you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think, you know, it's so important for people to actually ask themselves that question. Because I think especially in this day and age with so much social media and there's, you know, so much opinions. And I think if someone can sit down and go, right, what's my definition of success? Is it, you know, an abundance of money and women? Is it just happiness in a shed with with good people? Or is it freedom, what I want with who I want, when I want? What is your definition? Because I think when you're looking at vision and mission, it becomes so much more clearer when you have a definition of exactly what it is you want. And, you know, freedom being a big part of it. You're right, my, my, my definition of success is freedom. Now let me reverse engineer, how do I get freedom? Okay, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to run my own time. I'm going to, you know, almost create my schedule and block out times where I'm going to have downtime or I'm going to work out. And then you got thinking back, right, I feel successful because I'm doing what my definition of success is. And I think if, if somebody hasn't, asking themselves that question first. Could be a, a good jump start to for them going, right? Where do I reverse engineer from here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's amazing.
1: <clears throat> uh, the event on the weekend, um, they were talking about being a savage. Yeah. Okay, like, and everyone's version of what a savage is is going to be completely different. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like, stand up if you think you're a savage. 50% of the room, no, <laughs> no, 50% of the room stood up. Interesting. Stand up if you want to be a savage. Everyone bar two people stood up.
0: Interesting.
1: I find this really, really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And they were like, I don't want to be a savage because I'm so content with where I am. And I was like, right. I'm kind of jealous of that. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm never, I'm no, never content. Impossible. It's like that whole yeah. proud, but never satisfied. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to know when, obviously you've done incredibly well for yourself. What, two things. One, what keeps you going? Because I think so many people reach a level of quote unquote success. Absolutely. Okay. And then they go, uh, and they maybe come back down or they don't keep pushing on. Okay. Or on the other side of that, one, what keeps you going? Onto that first and I'll tell you the second one.
0: Right. <laughs> what keeps me going? Do you know what? That is such an interesting question because you want to say there's so many things. There's this, there's that, there's this, Is that. But for me, I'm going to say impact. Mm. You know, my, I think my goal, so I, I've set a goal by 2030 to transform at least 100,000 lives is, is a big thing for me. And... I can't be content and I can't rest for a day because it's ambitious, right? It's it's not like you're just transforming three or four. Like it's a lot of people. And if I I kind of feel with myself, if I get too content or relaxed for a day, I'm now one step away from from what I wanna what I wanna do. And another thing that keeps me going is I will I, I kinda of have like a really like strong vision of just being able to travel the world stress-free and experience different cultures. And every single day that I'm not doing that, I'm not where I wanna be. So until mm. I get to the point there and the goalpost will change, when I get there, it's probably going yeah. to be somewhere further. <laughs> but for now, that's that's the thing for me. And I, I would say what keeps me going is impact and freedom and just continually chasing a version of myself that I see in 10 years. I think, um, I can't remember the actor, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was at an Oscar and he goes, you know, I got asked who my hero is. And I said, it's myself in 10 years time. And cool. then in 10 years' time, it's myself in 10 years' time again. So I suppose another thing that keeps me going is wanting to become that hero and almost kind of looking at it as well and going, I don't want to die and then meet the person I could have... I know, it's fucking morbid for the podcast. Yeah. But, and meet the person I could have become and it being a stranger. Like, I want to meet the person that, you know, was was in the cards for me and going, fuck, are you me? You're twins. Look at this, hey. You That's, know, we're yes, the same yes, fucking person. Do <laughs> I've done it. Thank God for that. I don't want to get there and go... Wait, so I could have done that? And I've done this. Mm. That scares the shit out of me. Mm. How about you? Mine's very very similar.
1: Mine's just like untapped potential or regret. I'm very similar. I don't want to look back and go, what if, should I? If, buts and maybes. If, buts and maybes. Like leave everything on the table. And then like the one, you have control over absolutely nothing in your life, really, apart from the effort that you put into something. So my my opinion is just go all in, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And if the end of it, it doesn't work out, you can say you fucking given it everything.
0: That's it. And if you can turn around and go, do you know what? It didn't work out, but I gave every ounce of, of blood, sweat and tears. I think, do you know what? I think I would be satisfied even if I don't reach the absolute height of what I set. If I can look back and go, you generally gave everything. Not I gave everything to make myself feel like, no, do you know what? You gave everything. Yeah. I reckon I can sit back and go, okay, I'm happy. Hmm. I'm satisfied. Do you, ever, do you ever struggle with feeling like you're not giving everything? Every
1: single day. Yeah, and too. it pisses me off. Me too.
0: It really winds yeah. me. Yeah,
1: I was I was speaking with Anna about this the other day, and then I have a, and then I have a battle in my head between like, am I giving everything or am I justifying it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's such a catch twenty two, and I think it's something that, when you start to progress, and then you almost reach burnout, and then you do have to actually slow down. I think once you hit that and come back and then move
0: forwards, it's yeah. kind of in your head. Yeah, yeah. It's a really hard thing to balance. A hundred percent. And I think do you know what. I recently hit burnout um, and it was, I didn't notice it properly until I actually had a ECG scan um, and I, I just found all of a sudden like my, my heartbeat changed a little bit and um, my watch was like, you got a new trend of average heartbeat. Anyway, so I took um, a, an ECG because I had a, basically I like a concussion in football and um, I had a bit of a fit. So I, I went down to ECG, and they said, you know, you've got, you've got quite a big change in heart. Like, told me through your lifestyle and what you do. And they're like, we think it could be quite related to stress. We think, you know, if you're, and I, the is, I don't feel stressed because every day I feel, I feel free, but yeah. they say, you know, it could just be that you're always trying to do something. And then I kind of reflected and looked back and I thought, I'm always in a rush. You know, like even, and it, it sounds quite, quite insane. one thing made me realize is when I play football, um, there's, there's two boys from Maloguera that we drive up together and, you know, as soon as we get in the change room off the game, a minute in shower, I'm out and I'm in a car and I want to go back. So I want, I need to get something else done. Right. And then they're strolling out like 10 minutes after oh I'm I'm just going, it's like think. I could have done something. Um, so I do think, you know, sometimes it can be for me a little bit toxic trying to, you know, almost, I've, I've had to kind of reframe my mindset around it because I think me thinking every you know, second I'm awake, I'm not doing something super unproductive. I think it became almost like too much of a losing battle like i'm setting unrealistic expectations i need to be able to breathe and and have downtime and relax Mm. i think that's something i've practiced more recently and has made a big impact in my life but before it almost did become the point where i felt so angry with myself if there was a period of time where i didn't feel and it almost kind of got me demotivated because i thought oh if i'm not going to do it all then why would i do anything right how about you yeah very very similar i think it's
1: um you also get to that point where that's f- served you for so long. Yeah. That that all in, yeah, no other option, like fuck hard, get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. literally served you to get you to where you in, need to be. But what's got you here won't necessarily get, get you where you, you want to be. So I think the biggest thing is then real you have to realise that. But I think anyone who's looking at this and thinking, King hustle culture, blah, 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 toxic, screw that. You've got to go all in. Yeah. You've got to drop the hammer. You've got to give yeah. yourself no other option but yeah. to do the work and probably hit burnout and probably take it too far to then learn. Because I do think f- when you're trying to go from, say, zero to five, that's what gets you there. But what gets you from five to ten, a hundred, isn't the next step. So it's like, 100%. go all in, learn about it. But I do, I always have that little thing in the in the back of my head. But it's one of the reasons I have mentors, I have care Absolutely. and mindset coaches in yeah. my home to call my shit or go, no, you're doing the right thing. So now I think it's, again, comes back to what we spoke about at the beginning, that environment.
0: 100% and it's quite funny I was actually speaking on a, uh, about that on a podcast this morning about what gets you here what not get you there so we were talking about it from more of like um, it was like a career perspective but like a transformational perspective and it's like um, I was speaking with Vicky who used to work in like um, a corporate world and she was like right you know I got quite far in my career but here a bit of a you know a, a break you know I neglected myself if you will and then to go to the next level I had to cut back on my caffeine and i had to go to the gym again to work on my health and we're saying what got you there so if someone's experiencing a little bit of success they're probably thinking great i've got two promotions like i don't need to sort myself out like this is working right let's see how much longer you're going to be right there for like to get to the next level and break through that barrier it's right i need to change something something needs to push forward and that for me was actually just breathing and having a little bit of downtime because Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's exactly the same with yourself downtime is uptime i know kieran says it, you know when i have it now i'm like oh my god I've, i'm so creative i've got so many new ideas what's going on here yeah, yeah. so what, what what's your downtime
1: what switches you off do you know what honestly nano's in a movie mate i'm the same <laughs> i'm exactly the same i'm like i have to switch on to switch off yeah. whether that's be like next weekend this weekend sorry we're going playing volleyball just nice like good people the right people yeah. doing something that's engaging so if i just sit there my head starts going about stuff yeah. whereas if i can switch on to something great movie or activity absolutely if i just
0: sit and like look 100%, at them yeah <laughs> slow
1: I, down I, and smell the roses i'm like fuck, no, fuck, ch- fuck the roses no. my head's, yeah, thinking. Yeah, my head's <laughs> going yeah
0: no so i also um obviously do my resistance training and stuff but i obviously play football as well that's downtime. and i also mm. do my tie just because when you talk about being a savage like it's a savage bloody sport so Mm. i i do my thai twice a week now just because you've got no option but to switch on otherwise you get kicked in the head and i see that as downtime as well um so i'm exactly the same i've got like my downtime is actually doing something Mm. and you know obviously just you know sitting down with my missus and just just talking or you know maybe you know going going cinema or going out for i love to just go out for dinner like i'm Mm. not one that would go to a bar and party and be out all night like if you go out for a nice dinner a couple of cocktails that's a nice switch off for me yeah right? exactly the same if i have a
1: load of drinks i'm then thinking i'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow and then i'm not gonna be able to do yeah, this, this 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 and this um have you ever hit a point and is this it
0: no have
1: you not when you say this is it like a false summit like you had a big goal in place let's say when you started the business i wanted x amount of clients hit that and gone oh that's not as fulfilling as i think or gone on a body transformation had an end goal and think oh it's not what i thought it would be
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah hundred yeah, percent because i think when you get to that point i enjoy it for about point one of a second and it's like great what's next yeah you know i've got that goal what's next you know and I, I think it's something that you you'd always look forward to so much and you get excited and you build up when i get there and it is almost like a bit of an anticlimax climax because you get there and it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I want to go over there now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to that place now. 100%. And again, that's where, you know, you tap into that like extra 1%, you change your habits and you you push in. But I think, yeah, all the time. How about you? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I've had
1: many, uh, many, many times like that. Even when Kieran here a couple of years ago sat on his balcony, he was like, you okay? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He's like, you don't look okay. And this is like, Health and fitness is all I've ever done. Yeah. I started this business when I was 16 out of shed in my mum and dad's garden. And it's literally all I've ever done. Yeah. And I got a point, I was like, I don't even know if I want to be in the fitness industry anymore. Because I'd achieved this goal and all, mm. everything had happened. And I was like, ah. Yeah. it's because all of that was just driven out of fuck you.
0: Yeah. Because I got you, told. Yeah
1: got told I wasn't smart enough, you can't spell, you're never gonna be able to do that. And it was fuck you, I'll prove you right. And I yeah. think then this ties back into what you said about vision, mission, what's next. That's kind of where I'm going in five years, 10 years. Because if you constantly keep tapping in on that dark energy, that fuck you, yeah. that's what leads to
0: burnout. A hundred percent. I was exactly saying, I was 16 when I got my first gym apprenticeship, you know, I earned in three pound an hour, yeah. gym apprenticeship, actually <laughs> cleaning the treadmills and toilets. Yeah. But, um, but no, I was exactly saying, literally all I've ever known self and fitness. but uh, interesting question when you was operating out of uh, fuck you do you do you, was there was any like mistakes that you made that you almost kind of thought do you know what if i could go back i know you know we would never say if i can go back i would change this because you know everything that happened failures and so forth would get you to the point you're at right now but if there was something that you thought if i was to do it again i would probably do this different anything along those lines
1: i think when it comes down to like a body transformation Right. i think it actually fueled me really well from a business perspective yeah, yeah, i yeah. think just if i say from a business like a professional standpoint i needed to flip the switch from uh being fuck you to that light that vision that mission earlier mm. so i didn't hit that burnout but you know what you know you don't know what you don't know yeah 100 percent. from a like a personal standpoint and a physique f- development standpoint i think if you do it for someone else you don't maintain no for y- for, Absolutely. Y- for years for years i yo-yoed I'd gain weight, I'd lose it. I'd gain weight, I'd lose it. I always trained, I was always fit, always played rugby. But from an aesthetic point of view, I'm getting lean to get over this breakup. I'm getting lean to prove you wrong. Yeah. And guess what? When you get there, they don't give a
0: fuck. They don't, that, that's a lesson. People don't care. No, nobody cares. Carry on. People don't give a fuck. That's that's probably one thing that I was. Do you know what? I, to a small degree, because I've never overly cared. I think naturally, I don't really care what people think. But I think for me growing up, my, my goal was always to be a professional footballer. And growing up, I think I had a lot of potential. So a lot of people were saying like, you know, you got potential here. Like, yeah. you know, you can make it. Mine was the same with rugby. And, you know, my little brother made it. He's a professional footballer. And, you know, I couldn't be a proud older brother ever, you know. And I, I kind of got to that point where, you know, if you're going to make it in football, you kind of got to you know, make you know, it you know. somewhat <laughs> early. So when I was getting to 14, it's like, right, that's another year. I haven't made it yet. 15, fuck, 16. And I was like, I feel like people are going to watch me and think I'm not fulfilling my potential. And that I was someone that could have done well, but dropped the ball and just kind of slid down the hill. And I thought, almost similar to yourself, I'll like, oh, fuck you. I need to make something work. And then I stepped into the health and fitness industry and I started coaching. And I was like, oh, this ain't what I want to do. And then I transformed the first life. Her name was Sophie. And it's funny, she goes to me, Rishi changed my life when you fucking changed my life. Like she was my first transformation and getting that taste Mm. of what it's like for somebody else to go, my life has changed. I thought this is a sign. I was never meant to play football. This is me. And now I'm building this for me. At first is I'm building this to show you that I had a bit of potential. I didn't slip the way. I, I can do something. Look don't, at me. don't worry, I'm good enough. I'm still I'm here. Gu- I'm good enough. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm <laughs> my little brother's shadow. Um, but then it turned into, actually, I'm doing this for me because yeah. changing other people's lives changes mine. And this this is for me now. This isn't to prove people wrong. And every scout that said, go to this trial, but you didn't get in. Like, you're good enough to trial, but you're not good enough to get a professional contract. It's not to prove them guys wrong anymore. It's, it's to build a life for me now. Mm. And that was... I, I would say that's probably one of the moments that I always think about.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've got a very similar story in terms of the book from rugby. Was there ever, a? if you look back at even coming up when you're growing up in terms of football, yeah. was there ever a point looking back now knowing what you know that you're like, maybe I didn't want that as much as I wanted it? Realize that you, when you look back and you know, maybe that wasn't the right thing.
0: Do you know what? I'm going to say no. And the reason, no up to about 17. Mm. Before that, every single day i was on so. the field with without a shadow of a doubt you know from from 3 30 when i get back from school to you know early evening until it gets too dark to the point where i you know your mum's go, going where the fuck are you <laughs> get home you know it's the same with my little brother you know we were just on the field generally Every single day for multiple hours. When I got to kind of seventeen, is when I first kind of stepped into well, I sixteen, I first stepped into the industry, but I was just a gym apprentice. And then seventeen, I kind of started personal training, and that was like kind of when I got my first. Mm-hmm. So, if you kind of you know first transformation, if you will. Um. So that's when my mindset started to shift. With it, prior to that, I'm gonna say no. Mm. How about you? Mine's interesting because
1: strength and conditioning had been part of my life since I was like, of course, oh my God, like 11. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Dude, I, I was squatting a hundred kilos for three at 13, <laughs> <laughs> 13 um, built to squat. I should start a new program called built, built, to, to squat. built a yeah. squat. It'd be yeah. great. Um, I think the biggest point for me when I, and I'll put my hands up and say one of my biggest downfalls, I can be a people pleaser. Mm. I think there's a bit of people pleasing in all coaching. We I like, we like, like, like to make other people feel good we and we'll I take doubt. the load. Yeah. Um, but, I hit a point probably around 16, 17 where I was stepping on a rugby pitch and by the end of the game, I was like, oh fuck, I'm going to be sore to squat on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely though, and I'll say it with full honesty. Yeah, no, brilliant, and yeah. I didn't take those signs and I didn't have the hard conversations and I probably should have stopped really rugby a couple of years before I did, even though I was probably playing some of the best rugby I've ever played in my yeah. life. Okay. I was training with a professional team, like championship level team. Like you're going to be the next big thing. And I had all these signs that was like, I was enjoying the gym sessions more than I was enjoying being on the actual actual pitch. And I look back at that and think I should have had those hard conversations sooner.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. But you almost feel like because you didn't have that hard conversation, you maybe learned lessons that you wouldn't have learned if you did.
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. I've got literally, I'm in
0: contact with one
1: person that I went to school with. All my closest mates are from rugby or through the coaching
0: world yeah yeah i'm a, to a t exactly the yeah. same you know there's and i you know i i, I really like the people went to school with i think you know they're great people but we just went down different paths and Dif- different people <laughs> absolutely and I, again i don't think there's no right or wrong like people go you know uh you know if, if they want to go out and party all the time they're wrong it's like no like if you guys want to do that i generally you will look back in years and have great memories and that's mm. fine for me personally it's just not what makes me tick? And that's why I don't speak to any of them. And it's not because I go, oh, I'm in this path and like, yeah. like you, you're not, you know. you're wrong, my way's right. It's, exactly. It's, it's like, you know, if I see him, hey, how's things? But I don't think I've, uh, I've got my one um, best friend from school, I still speak to, but he's kind of similar to myself, very career driven. Yeah. But it's not like they're wrong and I'm right. It's just that mm. I don't, we, we just, you know, we're, as soon as school finished, you done your thing, I done my thing. And it's like, that's okay. No, that's fine because. I think the right people are meant to come into your life at the right time do. Right. You know, my my friendship group now are other coaches. It is other people that are very similar to myself. So at first when I left school, it was there was like a lonely period, you know, from when I started my apprenticeship to that like, my, my friends were in a change room at football when I kinda of went on a Tuesday Thursday. Outside of that, really speak to an awful lot of people. I mean I'm naturally somewhat introverted uh, and become more extroverted through very finding yeah, my exposure same. through through what we do, right? But there was that lonely period in between school and I, I guess probably just post COVID.
1: Mm.
0: And that kind of time was almost like I was really finding myself. And I kind of felt like, oh no one no one gets it. People just think, oh why why are you working so much you're gonna forget that and I kinda of just had to find people that also go hey, I'm the same. Like, I've done yeah. the same thing. I'm, I'm a weirdo I'm, too. I'm a weirdo too. It's exactly <laughs> what I
1: was going to say. Um, it's funny, I think this is so so true for entrepreneurs or just like highly ambitious people. Did you ever feel like you didn't fit in at school? I didn't fit in at school. No, no. I, I didn't. I d- got on with everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't necessarily
0: picked on. Absolutely, yeah. But just never felt like you quite fitted into like a crowd. A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I was like in the crowd because you know everyone who kind of played football for the school team was kind of like in a crowd so i was like yeah i was in there but on, on the outskirt of it <laughs> I, I was on the outskirt of it yeah. like I, I was i was inside it but i almost felt like an outlier like mm. am, I to, am, I, am i meant to be here like there's often times like you know i'm sure you know it's like when you're in school and everyone goes out and you think my phone i do not deserve why no one asked me like <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> it's broken why is, it, why is
1: everyone at his party like yeah, my, my, is, my invite didn't come through <laughs> my phone's
0: through. broken fucks so i get new phone but you know i look back in hindsight and it, it was just that i guess similar to yourself like i kind of felt like i was uh, not not in that crowd like i didn't really have a crowd yeah. you know like it's weird how about yourself
1: yeah i was exact, exactly the same like i said got on with everyone but never felt like i was kind of like truly in didn't get invited to necessarily like everyone's party blah 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 yeah, yeah. but it's crazy i think back now and i think that's one of the best things that served me to do what i do today because I know how to communicate with so many different types of people. Yeah. yeah I can yeah. sit here and have a super formal conversation. I can also down, go down the pub with <laughs> a load of rugby lads and sh- shoot the shit and be Absolutely, be, be yeah. a lad lad, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And you can also sit with someone who's a quote unquote com- computer nerd and have a great conversation. And I, I, I look yeah. back at it in hindsight now and my ability to be a social chameleon, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's something that served me so well from a coaching point Absolutely. of view. Absolutely. I got asked the question when I used to PT and they're like, What makes you such good PT? I was like, within five minutes I'll learn what makes you tick. Yeah. And I'll make you do that's the crazy and I'll make you, that you do that. I'll make yeah. you do the things that you don't want to do without yeah. having to fucking scream at you.
0: A hundred and ten Joe, you know that's actually really, really funny you say that mm. because I've always found it's been very, very similar you know almost and it's a skill and it's a very good skill that comes i think practically it's not like a theory based skill that you can kind can't of teach it. read a book can't teach it you have to practically be in those groups where i guess you feel what the fuck am i doing here and then almost yeah. kind of adapt because mm. I, I always say like the the human's greatest ability is adaptation whether you're in a new social group and you can adapt fast mm. whether a client's got a problem and you know to adapt quick whether you get that question on the spot that would usually throw you off but you can adapt fast you know uh, for me the the skill if you say what's one skill you would want to be unstoppable at it's the skill of adaptation Mm. and you know that could be adapting to a new level of of business that you've now stepped into it could be adapting to you know a new client issue that you've never faced i think adaptation and i think that comes back to being like almost a bit of a uh, social chameleon and being able to adapt to a different group think quick and find a solution and i think that's such a great skill to have right
1: yeah, 100%.
0: When was the last, t- last time you adapted to something? Last time I had to adapt. I mean, you know... Every, sub- every, every day every in day business, day, yeah, <laughs> business, I mean, subconsciously, we're adapting on everything. I mean, right now, you know, we ask each other questions. It's adapting to the question and finding a response, right? Mm. So the last time I adapted was about three seconds ago. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, in regards to like an actual adaption, like a bigger adaption, I would probably say more recently when it was a bit more of a business shift. You know, like we have adaptions every day, but I mean a bit more of a bigger shift. So not just a shift in program, program name and and who we coach, but also a shift in personnel within the business. So having new staff members in, and almost adapting to, right, how can I incentivize? How can I make you tick? How can I help you? And how can I be of service to you? Mm. And kind of understanding that everything is my responsibility. Before that, it's kind of like if I hire this person, they get that job done. It's like no, I hire that person, I get the job done, yeah. and I show them. You know, if they don't perform my response. I think that adaptation was yeah. the most recent. Jocko Willink, Extreme Ownership. Yeah, have you read Extreme ownership. I haven't, yeah. but I've heard great, it.
1: Great, great book. Great book. It comes down to like just everything is your responsibility. I can really relate to that. So many times I have hired someone to do a job, and I'm like, great, that's done. It's off yeah, my it's plate. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Two months later, why, why the fuck is that <laughs> am not I not getting any calls booked? Yeah, absolutely. What about you? When did you say the last like? big adaptation if you will yet to
1: make there's one phrase that has always stuck with me and this is from working for kieran and for some reason this has just gone like nuts everyone now knows me for that like a lot of people know me for this phrase it's don't fuck with a sausage machine yeah okay, okay. Right, right
0: for those who don't
1: know don't fuck with the sausage machine is like if it's working don't change it and this can be ca- said for everything business personal life professional not life broken, don't fix it not yeah. broken don't fix it absolutely i like building i like creating never thought i was a creative person mm. but i am Okay? Yeah, yeah absolutely and when things are going well and you get space this is why I said a struggle with downtime so I have to switch on I'll start thinking about different ideas like, Oh, how can I do this how can I do this and it's just the biggest thing is keep the main thing the main thing mm-hmm. for example if you had a sausage factory that made amazing sausages
0: don't fuck with a sausage, don't machine.
1: Fuck with the sausage machine okay <laughs> you might go and you tweak and fine-tune but you don't fuck with it yeah if you're if you're on a diet and you're losing weight consistently you're not also going to
0: slash your it. calories or change your step yeah. target all these things keep going it's no it's it, it could have be more true and it's like you know i think that's a mistake that people make from a transformation perspective I'm shiny, doing this program shiny for, objects yeah i've been doing this program for four weeks should i do that exercise <laughs> over there it's like, hey, look how much progress you made. Yeah. Don't change it. Keep doing it. Keep, keep, doing, keep it. doing it. You know, it's success leaves clues, right? You know, mm. if you're doing something that's leaving success and breadcrumbs or things that are going really well, don't fucking change it. You but. know, just keep doing what's making you successful yeah. and what's working. And a lot of time people go, well, I say they they never said it, but you can probably imagine people go, what do I need you for then? It's to stop you from fucking doing that Stop you from changing it That's what I'm here for
1: Sometimes sometimes it's to give you a kick up the arse And push you forward Naturally sometimes it's to protect you from yourself And hold you back 100% Um,
0: Yeah I think again It's a skill The ability to pull just as much as you push Is so important Like and that comes from A perspective of I guess work and so forth Also a perspective of like recovery Sometimes just pull Sometimes just chase a bit of pump Sometimes have a rest day Like these things are important right
1: yeah, I'm just, I found that so hard going into like Ironman prep at the moment. Actually saying, "No, I'm not going to weight train at the moment." I'm yeah. like, oh. a little bit of me inside dies. I can't squat. I'm like, can't <laughs> squat. I <I'm like>, <laughs> Kirk's event on the weekend and did, a, did squats at 40 kilos. My ass has been in really? bits because <laughs> I haven't I haven't trained legs in eight weeks. Jesus,
0: Christ. oh, I suppose yeah, you yeah. Go on, don't you? But <laughs> I'd love to know. Let's let's talk about that. So, what was the motivation to to start Ironman prep? Because it's not like you. are trying for to get a 5k, a 5K pb yeah. right like iron prep is is iron prep so mm. for us to do that what was the motivation
1: from a rugby background if you'd asked me to run a 5 k, I probably would have told you to do one yeah. like i was like length of a pitch i was always quick always fit always healthy played sports since came out the womb pretty much but didn't like endurance training But the biggest thing I am, like a crazy competitive person, whether that's against others or against myself, I just like progress, progressing. My top highest value is just progress, whether that's personal, professional, physique, performance, whatever it might be. And I came out of rugby, came out of competing, and I just missed competing. And sure, you get it from business and like trying to get better and trying to push yourself, but I missed Mm -hmm. that. You know when you step on a pitch and you get that butterfly feeling?
0: Butterfly feeling, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I missed that so much. The only time I got it was when I did the marathon, Right. Okay, and I, like I said again I struggled to switch off mm. whereas training in the gym I didn't really switch off properly because I'm trying to film for content I'm trying to do a few other things yeah, whereas course. when I went yeah. running all I could think about was fuck this hurts or fuck I'm out of breath so once you built based on a fitness it gave me like a sense of meditation yeah, like no, the absolutely. solitude that it gave me yeah. then it got to the point where everything I've done in my life always succeeded yeah 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 to absolutely. a degree maybe yeah. not on the first but yeah maybe the next time i succeeded to a level yeah i wanted to do something where if i don't genuinely go all in i won't do it like phys- they're physically physically like an iron man if you do an iron man in sub 13 hours you're doing well <laughs> like you're doing really freaking well okay Good job, yeah,
0: 13, hours. <laughs> 13 hours but it's true right yeah
1: if you don't train you don't tick every don't. single box yeah Even in the race, if you don't keep every hour of nutrition on the spot, you won't do it. And I want to know, who am I at the darkest moments when your body body says no? Like, yeah, yeah, it sounds really fucked up,
0: but I want to find
1: myself on the side of a road crying.
0: Yeah. like Who who, who are you? 100%. The lessons you learn about yourself then, I mean... my my version of that still is football at the moment Mm. because I can still step on a pitch and get that butterfly competitive feeling.
1: My shoulders just dislocate if I jump on a rugby pitch (laughs)
0: now. But I think one thing that you're talking about there that is is massive is extreme ownership Mm. and self-discipline and responsibility. One thing I love about the game of entrepreneurship and, and, and running a business or the journey of a transformation is no one... Can make it work for you like i love football with everything but there's 11 players on the pitch we all have to chip in and pay apart you can hide at some point you can hide at some point when you're either a within a certain career running a business or you're trying to get a body transformation or competing an iron man you are responsible no cheat code no shortcut no one can do it for you the only way you will ever get to x result or or the the quote-unquote finish line mm. is if you take extreme ownership you wake up and you get it done and that's what I love. And I guess that's probably what's keeping you ticking with uh, with the yeah. O-Man.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's even, I had a session the other day. I was down Maydan, which is like, a, it's an 8K cycle track. Okay, just 8K, but I had 80K to do. So I had 10, <laughs> 10, 10 laps of this. <laughs> <laughs> boring as fuck. But I did like seven. and I was like, oh, do you know what? It's getting a bit close. I've got to be here after. yeah well, Started started like negotiating with myself. And I was like, what the fuck is that? you bitch <laughs> you, you bitch. but you start negotiating with yourself and i think this is why so many people have low confidence yeah. it's because they negotiate absolutely. with themselves and then they give in to the inner bitch Inner bitch yeah okay.
0: absolutely i think
1: self-confidence is earned it's earned from becoming you you are who you say you are and actually keeping your promise to yourself and i think mm-hmm. this is why there's so many parallels between entrepreneurship or growing a business and being in incredible shape yeah because when you keep your promise to yourself, you have confidence for a body transformation and you do what you said you would, if you implement that into entrepreneurship or being a business leader, even just your professional career, guess what? If you do the right things, you get results, whether that be a promotion, whether that be earning more money, employing more staff, whatever Absolutely. it might be, they're so similar.
0: Without a doubt. And I think it's evidence. It's I've got evidence that when I negotiate with myself, I don't give in to the individual and I keep going. So the next time that individual bitch goes, hey, I'm still here, You know, you go, right, last time I felt like that. I felt even worse last time, but I pushed through it. I've got evidence I can ignore. I've got evidence I can not negotiate. So, right, I've got the confidence to keep going. And I think it's every single day, if you're waking up finding evidence of something that you want to be confident about, something you want to do, that evidence just stacks. And now all of a sudden... You go, I've got so much evidence that I'm a fucking savage or I've got so much evidence that when I get to 79 of my 80K cycle, I can keep going. I've got so much evidence that if I'm struggling in, in a gym workout or within my business, I've got so much evidence that I've done that before and I've overcame it. I've got a solution. I've continued that whatever yeah. you throw at me, there's evidence in, in my locker something. Find a way. Find a way. Yeah. Find, yeah. A way. find a way. Always find a way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I'd love to know. When you're getting into like uh, the deeper stages, what kind of conversations do you have with yourself? Because again, it's not like you're doing a 3K, like mm. you're going to have some deep, I, can, I suppose when you're, you know, 70K into a, a cycle or you're into a long run, like marathon style, and what conversations do you have with yourself? Oh,
1: it's a very good question. I think I, I look at it from two angles. I think in those times it requires like power, so you can't jip into, yeah, but what about my mission and my vision? For me, it's too like fluffy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. go, I go really dark because that's what fires me yeah, the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. And I, I've had a few conversations with people like, when you're going to hit a one RM, what do you think about?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it, it's scary what some yeah, people will think about. For, for me, it's like regret. It's the very similar to yourself. Like, it's people told you you couldn't do this, or it's do you actually want to look in the fucking mirror and know that you gave in? Got a little bit of goosebumps then. This little bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, if I did a session, went home,
0: looked in the mirror. It would just fucking chew away at me. Hundred percent, a hundred. And you know what? Like it's it, it, it's kind of like with everything, and you, it's almost like I, I know you're probably very big on self, like self-reflection. So you, every week, you probably get to gets end of the week, and you know, reflects on the week, and every day reflects on the day, and if you're reflecting back and you're going, "I'm a bitch," "I'm a bitch," "I'm a bitch," "I'm a bitch," you become a bitch, right? <laughs> you become a bitch. But you know, just like there beyond as well. Like if if I get to the end of the week, I look back and I think, ah. Uh, could have done that so much better. Could have probably gone a little bit heavier in that workout. I'm giving myself evidence now that I'm a bitch. And now that, again, does this. And it's like the most powerful thing, I would say, in in so many avenues is momentum, mm. right? You know, when you've got such high momentum in business, in in, in whatever career you're in, in transformation, yep. in a run or, or, or one rep max, when your momentum's so high and every time you go to approach a difficult situation, your momentum is in the direction of, find a solution, no matter what, find it. Then that momentum is so hard. To, momentum is so hard to be stopped. Yeah. You're like I bet you have it where like you're saying like with flow state or like when you're running and it's kind of like, 3k in, 27k. What? what? The fuck? Yeah. Like 100%. your momentum was so high that you you don't think about pissing, shitting, sex. You don't think about nothing. nothing. You're you're nothing. just in flow state. Mm. And I think you know finding the evidence of of you being able to do it in any regard, and then using that evidence to build momentum, and then adapting when it's needed, are three things that I think are. None of the goals, of if course. you've got if you've got those three, you, you can't Everything. fail. You literally no. can't
1: fail. Oh. But I think just to give people takeaways as well is, people will hear this and they'll think about Reese having an amazing business, me doing an Ironman, whatever it might be. We didn't start at this. No, you started on the tiny. Send ten DMs a day. Like, it started that simple. It started like, hey, plan your food out for this day so you know what you're eating. It started, go go do 10k steps. And then once you've got momentum, you knock down one domino, one domino, one domino, one domino. And eventually, it's like a fucking tidal wave and you can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And you just. You feel like if I went, Reese, run through that fucking brick wall, you got sound, Bosh. let's go. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got so much proof and evidence that and momentum that, yeah. hey, I've done everything to this fucking point. I've got no reason that I
0: can't run through that brick wall. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you actually touched on something really powerful there and it's people that maybe might look at you finishing an Ironman and going, oh yeah, but that's Simon. He, he's a savage. You can do an Ironman. But, you you know, your first 5K weren't like that, right? Yeah. You know, it's like the journey of a, a thousand mile site with a single step. You know, if, if we look like from a business perspective, I was cleaning toilets at three pound an hour at Solon and Fitness, Orkinton, mm. you know, and cleaning treadmills and every now and again taking legs, buns and tums.
1: Yeah, I was mm. training and I was training my mum's best friend out of shed in my garden with York adjustable dumbbells. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely. But you've got to start somewhere. And I think people almost look at the mountain. I think oh, that mountain's too high. Just take mm. step one. Just, yeah. just just you know, I, I see... um Uh, a a clip the other day from someone who who got asked the question what's your advice to overthinkers and um he goes there's these two people they're in a forest right and he goes you know the the person goes oh that that forest is so dark i can't see the path i can't see my way out and the guy goes can you see your next step yeah i can see my next step great Then just take that can you see your next step yeah yeah i can see my next step take that step all of a sudden oh, i can start to see that light now i can start to see the way out and i think it's exactly the same people look at the mountain and think it's too high but if you just you just cut back on those calories maybe just one week maybe mm-hmm. you go to the gym once more you just start to build momentum <laughs> and evidence i'm there yep. right so i think that's a big thing that you touched on mm-hmm. and i i don't know what your your opinion i'm, I'm sure it's yeah 100 there's a
1: i spoke to an ultra marathon runner not that long ago and we were talking about it, and we we're like why do people stop Mm. why do
0: people give up i think that's harder to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah for me that would be harder uh, and most people i think anyone who's entering that i think it would be a great Absolutely, exactly yeah. the same it's like why do people give up in a body transformation why do people give up in a business it's not because they can't do it it's because they can't see themselves doing it for the rest of however long it takes it's because exactly that they can take another step because you can always move one inch forward two Absolutely. inch forward even if you have to fucking crawl you can do it you can do it yeah but they can't see themselves doing that for the next five hours. Absolutely. Or they can't see themselves continuing to do this with clients for the next 10 years. Mm. Or they can't see themselves tracking food for the next three years. Absolutely. So it's about understanding that everything has an end date.
0: Yeah, yeah. But in order to get there, you have to take the first step. And I think on that as well, it's managing expectation. Mm. If you go, you go, i unrealistic expectations. I go, I'm just going to take this next step. and Or I'm just going to track my food for three weeks. Then I'll be, I'll be nice and tight. And it's like, you know, managing expectations at the beginning to go, this is exactly how it's going to look. It's going to suck. There's going to be yep. times where I'm going to fucking hate it. Great. Because you're going to learn most about yourself there and it probably means you're doing it right. If you don't suck a little bit from time to time, you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah. Right? I've, everybody sucks to start with. Yeah. In order to be great at something, you have suck. to suck at something. I still <laughs> suck. There's things yeah. that I'm great at that I'm shit at as well. Like, I don't ever want to be a finished article or a perfect end product. Like, I want yeah. to be shit at things mm-hmm. because it gives me something to be better at. If I'm shit at, you know, let, let, let's say squats, right, I've got something I can be better at. The Built to squat program. Built no to <laughs> squat program, exactly. I know exactly what I'm gonna be signing up to after this call, uh, after this podcast. But um, but yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you know, one thing I, I, I'd love to know as well is from like, you know, cause just like myself, you know, you work with a lot of coaches, you work with a lot of mentors and you know, you obviously also see such high value mm. in coaching. You're a product, product of coaching yourself. What what's what, what made you a product of coaching? You know, was it being in rugby and always having a coach from that perspective? Was it getting your first one and realizing the power? You know, what what made you a product of coaching?
1: I've had coaches since I came out of the womb. Mm. I was playing. I was playing 15 hours of tennis a week at the age of seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's literally. I've always had coaches. Uh, I love my mum and dad. They're absolutely amazing. But my role models have always been coaches.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So right. I've always had
1: that figure who's kind of. Helping me make more progress and helping me limit the amount of fuck ups. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I also
1: realized like I had those coaches in rugby and tennis and all these different things, strength conditioning. But when it came down to business and the first time I invested and Mm. actually got out the comfort zone with the investment a little bit as well. A
0: little bit. (laughs) Just a little
1: bit. um, It 10x every single result that I possibly could. Like I could look at the progress that I've made even within my business in the last three years for nine times out of ten, for someone probably wouldn't even be able to achieve that on their own. Yeah. But I managed absolutely. to do it in literally a tenth of the time. Yeah, absolutely. What made me a product of coaching is investment, hard work and evidence. Hundred percent. It's
0: quite funny you say that about like investing in like a big chunk. I remember my first If you pay, you pay attention. Pay, you pay attention. And I fucking paid attention <laughs> I remember say that again, my, me too. my first my first investment it was 750 pound into a mentorship it was a 10 week thing yeah, and similar. at the time i that was the time i was earning three pound an hour three pound 20 an hour as an apprentice so i obviously couldn't afford it mm. so i went to um his name was Ajay. i went to the owner of the gym i said would you mind if i have an advance on next month's payment so i was i earned about five five fifty a month and i just said hey look would you mind if i had an advance on next month's payment just just 50 percent I want to invest into this mentorship, and we had a great relationship. He looked after me. He's like kind of my first mentor, and he said yes. So thereafter, I was earning like you know two fifty a month because I constantly had to kick getting advances. But my first investment into a coach, I couldn't afford and it was so so scary like I was so so scared because I you know I'm earning 500 quid a month I've had to take 250 in next month's payment to then go towards the you know 200 pound savings that I had at the moment then I had to scrape everything else together to try and find a way to to pay 750 at 16 17 years old to to this mentorship and it was the most scary thing But I knew from having coaches within the football my entire life it will pay dividend whether it's a shit course or a great course, I will learn something that I will take away. Even if it's not what not to do. What not to do, exactly. That's, yeah. that's another
1: thing checked off that you don't have to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I say. The, the only time it's not an investment is if you don't do the work. Mm-hmm. I had this, this amazing quote, and it's actually one of my best performing like, Instagram posts, haven't it? it was like, if you're a lazy fucker, everything's a scam. I like it a lot. So, so clean cut, yeah. but you speak to so many people, that doesn't work for me, that's a scam, that's a load of shit. Because you don't do the fucking
0: much. 100%. 100%. And people, I think that, you know, when people are so skeptical all the time, and don't get me wrong, there is shit coaches out there, but when people look at everything with, well, oh, no, that's too good to be true, or that's not true, well that can't be true, it probably is the fact that you go, it can't be true, or I can't make it work. Which one? Mm-hmm. You know, Fair. so.
1: Most people don't invest because it, not because they're scared of the investment, because they're scared that they'll fail and then the seen as a cost.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I think failure is the one of the biggest beauties that you can have. I love I love failing now. Yeah. Because you know, when you fail, you learn, right? Like if I fail the way I see it now, and I never used to see it before, but if I fail now, I go, right, didn't work out, I now know something I didn't know yesterday. Don't do that fucker again. Right? Like it's like, you know, you, you touch a boiling hot kettle. Oh fuck, I'm not gonna touch it again now. I've learned. But if I didn't learn then next week I'll probably Fucker. Touch it again. You know, touch it again. (laughs) But um but yeah, no, mate, this has been this has been absolutely incredible. It's been so good to jump in here. I think again, very long time coming and having this conversation is gonna be, you know, massively beneficial. for those listening on my podcast, where can they find out a little bit more about you?
1: Uh Instagram's the easiest place. Just Simon Johnson Fitness, drop me a message, any questions you got. And again, appreciate you having me on mate. And uh yeah, the built-to-squat program's coming. Built to squat programs (laughs) coming.
0: Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we will (laughs) speak to you soon.